Ecclesiastes chapter 4, I want you to notice the first statement. And if you would, read the first statement with me because this will be real important after a while. You'll forget it if we don't make a little extra emphasis on it. Will you read it with me? Two are better than one. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Say it with me again. Two are better than one. One more time. Two are better than one. Okay, that's all I need. I'll continue reading. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. Now notice this last statement in our reading. This is going to be real important tonight. Notice, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Would you say that with me? A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now, I'm going to tie that to 1 Corinthians 13, and I'll read one verse that most of you could quote, or at least quote a part of it, but it's a very short verse, going to be very important to us tonight. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse number 13. The Bible says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. I want to read that again. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Let us pray. Father, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. I want to thank you tonight for a good number of visitors that have come. I want to thank you for guest pastors and preachers that have come. And Lord, mostly we thank you for the faithful members here of this church that have come. And Lord, tonight we sure do need some help. We've enjoyed good congregation singing. We've enjoyed special music, instrumental by Miss Anna. We've enjoyed Brother Ricky tonight. Thank you, Lord, for how you used him. But now we've opened the Bible. We sure need some help. Because, Lord, we know tonight, without you, we can do nothing. All that's accomplished will give you the glory, the honor and praise. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, Amen and Amen. I want you to notice back in Ecclesiastes that last statement in verse number 12. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 12, where Solomon said, A threefold cord is not quickly broken. To us country people tonight, here's what that means. It's not easy 
to break a rope. A threefold cord is simply a rope. Everybody here can comprehend what a rope is. I brought a little example of that for a visual tonight. A little chunk of rope. That doesn't look very impressive, does it? It doesn't look like it means a whole lot. But the Bible said there's something about this. This threefold cord, it's not quickly broken. The diameter is small. But if this was long enough, Brother James, I could tow any vehicle in this parking lot. You say, how could you tow a heavy vehicle with that little rope? Because the Bible's true. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You know, I love the Bible because the Bible's written to the common man. Rarely do we have scholars and professors in our congregations. They're there sometimes. But most of the time, it's people like us, the common man. Well, the common man can understand a rope. He can understand a threefold cord as God calls it. God said something about this rope. He said that it's not quickly broken. When you read about this threefold cord, it speaks of strength for attachment. You see, the devil is doing everything he can on this last effort to shake you and I loose from things important in our lives. If you're in a good church, you better get you a threefold cord. You better get you a rope. You better tie yourself in. Because the devil is going to try to shake you loose from your good church. Your marriage tonight. Hey, don't you think for a minute Satan's going to ignore your marriage. He wants to shake you loose out of your marriage. But I'm here to tell you, we need to tighten up, bring out the threefold cord, and say, I'm not going to be disattached from my companion. I'm not going to be disattached from my church. Everything that's good in your life, the devil is trying to shake you off and trying to shake you loose. But I got some good news tonight. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Friends, tonight we don't have to be shuck off. We don't have to be shut loose. One of the things that is heartbreaking to me as I travel these roads, if God gives me good health this year, by the grace of God, I'll be in over 90 different churches this year. That's a lot of preaching. Some of the churches are like this one, a repeat church, a place I go back to. And you know what's heartbreaking, Brother Jimmy, when I see that smiling face this year, and I see that hand going up this year, and I see people frequenting the altar this year, but then next year when I come back, I'm looking for that smiling face. 
I'm looking for that hand upraised, but I can't seem to find it. My, what a heartbreak that is when people get shaken out of the house of God. I want to give you something tonight that'll help hold you in. If the Lord lets us live till next year, you'll still be here. You'll still be smiling. You'll still be shouting and appraising God. You say, how can you be so bold? Oh, it's not hard. A threefold cord. It's not quickly broken. I want to get tied in. Brother Reed, I want to be locked in. I don't want to be shaken off by the devil and the enemies of God. Woo! Boy, I'm getting excited. I read you that verse. It looks like it don't fit our text in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. You don't have to turn back there, but let me read it to you again. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these, how many? Three. Does that sound familiar? A whoop, three-fold cord. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm looking at them double doors. I may wind up in the parking lot. I'm hoping this microphone will reach out there because of threefold cord. Hey, faith, hope, and charity. Paul said these three. And I'm going to tell you about three you're going to need. I split my little rope tonight, if you noticed. I taped off the ends so you could see this threefold cord. Each one of these cords are going to represent what I'm preaching tonight. The first cord is faith. The Bible says, and now abideth faith. Our second cord is hope. Thank God for hope. But the last one is charity and we'll get there after a while. But tonight I want to talk to you real simply. I'm talking about so simple that a child can understand. I found this in almost 40 years of preaching. It's not complicated preaching. It's not real, real deep preaching that gets people's attention. It's the simple truths of the Word of God. I want to preach as simply as God to help me tonight on a threefold cord that's not quickly broken. You've already got my outline, so let's just get a hold of God and let's not be shut loose. Do you see that first cord tonight, Brother Sam? It's called faith. Now abideth faith. Now faith is a broad topic in the Word of God. It has many, many meanings. But in our text tonight, it has one specific meaning. And here's what it is. Are you ready? It means 100% rock solid assurance of your salvation. I didn't say 90%. I didn't say 50%. I said 100% rock solid assurance of your salvation. You'd be amazed, friend, in this room tonight who does not have 
that kind of assurance. But I'm telling you this evening, you can leave this church and know that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. I may not know a lot of things. I'm not the brightest bulb in the room. I'm not the highest educated in town. But I know something that most people don't know. I know my name is there. I know that I've passed from death unto life. I know I'm a-going to heaven. You ask me why I'm happy. I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone. I'm here to tell you I'm saved tonight. And I know that I know that I know that I've been saved by the grace of God. You show me people. Brother Daniel, that's always doubting their salvation. They never live with full assurance. It won't be long. They're going to get shuck out. They'll get shuck off. They'll be gone. But I'm telling you, there's a group of people that knows that they're redeemed. It's hard to shake them off. How many of you say it's going to be hard to shake them off? Woo! Glory to His name. Now about it, faith. Do you have that kind of faith? Most of you remember when I was hospitalized, they called my family in three different times, gave me up to die, 84 days in the hospital, Seven months total disability. About six more months partial disability. God helped me in 2022 to resume a full preaching schedule. A man who was supposed to have been dead three times. Well, have you ever heard that sometimes when a person is unconscious, Brother Reed knows this and others know this, be careful what you say in the room of the unconscious because sometimes they'll hear you even though they can't respond. Well, Reed, here I am in intensive care. I think they've got every machine in the hospital hooked to me. My boys are at the foot of my bed talking, and they're planning my funeral. Now, isn't that encouraging? I can't talk. I can't do nothing. They're planning my funeral. Well, we can't have it here because it won't accommodate the crowd. We could have it over here. I wonder who Dad would want to preach. Well, man, I'm late. I'm not dead yet, boys. Hang on. And I said, Lord, would you help me? I sure would like to say something about now. And I finally got up enough strength to say something. Scared them to death when I spoke. They thought, Daddy, sure enough, come back from the dead. I said, boys, Daddy might die. Y'all may have to go through with these plans. But you remember this, boys, that Daddy knows he's saved. I might be looking in the face of death right now, but I'm not afraid to die. I want to say tonight as I can stand here without machines and pumps and needles and all that stuff, and say I'm not afraid to die. There's something wrong with people that's afraid to die. Friends, you don't have the 100% rock solid faith if you're afraid to die. I don't want to die before my time. 
I want to stay long as He wants me to. But I do want to say this, Brother Daniel, I'm not afraid to die. Are you afraid? Are you afraid to die? You're going to get shut loose if you're not careful. You better get that nailed down. Some said they got saved last year in this meeting. I didn't even know it till later. And said their lives have never been the same. I say praise God for that. That's what salvation will do. It will change your life forever for the glory of God. I don't see, yeah, I do see a hymn book here. You wouldn't flip through either of these hymn books very far until you find great songs written by a great Christian of long ago who died at 1915 at the age of 94. Her name, Fanny Crosby. She wrote over 8,000 hymns, thousands of poems. She was a poet and one of the greatest hymn writers of all history. She was a very special lady at the age of two years old. With a medical incident, she was blinded. And she lived blind from the age of two until she was 94 years old. Fanny never saw again in this world after the age of two. Well, back there it was noised abroad that Fanny was going to die. If you want to see Fanny before she dies, you better go see her now. Well, there was a man who had often admired her hymn writing and he would love to meet her, never met her before. And he thought, if I could see her before she dies, I got a question I'd like to ask Fanny Crosby. Well, he went to that primitive setting, Brother Reed, and went into that primitive room, what they would have called a hospital room in 1915. And the man went in and there was a silhouette of a tiny little woman. He could see the covers barely moving as she was breathing so shallow. Fanny was almost gone. She was unconscious. And the man went up to her bed and said, Fanny, I've always admired your hymn writing. And I've always wanted to meet you. And I heard that you were not long for this world. She lays there unresponsive. And then he realizes she's in a coma and she's not going to interact with him at all. And tears filled the stranger's eyes as he looked down at that little still Christian woman breathing her last breaths and said, Well, Fanny, I really came today because I always wanted to ask you a question and I guess I'll not get the answer until I meet you in that land that's fairer than day. Fanny, I always wanted to know, out of 8,000 hymns, which would have been your favorite of all those 8,000 hymns? Well, she didn't respond. He wept a little while and he said, Fanny, I'll not see you again here, but I'll see you over there. And as the stranger was leaving the room, he closed that old-fashioned door behind him. Right before that door closed, Brother James, he heard some movement in that room. 
Nobody's in there but her. And he stopped before he closed the door all the way. And he put his ear to the crack in the door. And he heard a little movement. And then he heard a little feeble voice begin to sing this song. She began to sing, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation. I've been purchased of God. I've been born of His Spirit. I've been washed in His blood. Sir, you want to know my story? You want to know my song? This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Well, I tell you what, when you're barely breathing and you're 94 years old and you haven't saw the light of day in over 90 years and you're getting ready to leave this world, how many of you know that's a good song to be singing? That you know, that you know, that you're saved by the grace of God. Woo, we're on point one. <laughs> the Bible said, now abideth faith. That's our first chord. Matt, what do you think about that? That's our first chord. But then look at our second chord, hope. Now abideth faith, hope. Hope's a big word in the Bible too. But hope is the idea of cheerful, confident endurance. Believe that there's a better day coming. And I'm telling you, I travel these roads and I preach in churches where I believe to be the best people in the world, Brother Daniel, but among the best, I see so many losing hope. I see a dark cloud of hopelessness, Brother Jimmy, that's got over our churches. Friend, if you don't get some hope back in your heart, you're not going to survive Depression, discouragement, despair is coming in like a tidal wave. You better have a cord called hope because without hope, you're going to be shook off. You're going to be shook out. I'm glad tonight I not only have faith, but thank God I have hope. Who can somebody shout glory? Do you have hope tonight? That's why Pastor Woods has these kind of meetings. He knows you need your hope renewed. You need your hope restored. Discouragement's on every hand. But thank God you can have hope tonight that things are going to be better. As I study the Bible, one of the greatest examples of what I'm preaching would be in Acts 27. Read it when you get home. We don't have time tonight. But Paul with 275 other men were in a ship sailing to Rome. Paul was not on the singing at the sea. He was not on a pleasure cruise. He was a prisoner. Not against singing at the sea. It just fit right there. Amen. Some of you wished you was there. If I wasn't preaching, I'd probably be there. But he wasn't on a pleasure cruise. 
he was on a ship as a prisoner. The Lord told him that they didn't need to sail yet, but they ignored the man of God, and they got in trouble. I can't help but preach here a minute. You ignore the clear warnings that God sent through your preacher. You're going to get yourself in trouble. They ignored the man of God. They set sail, Brother Reed. Everything's rolling good. See, the preacher didn't know what he was talking about. But it's not far into this voyage that it's no longer smooth sailing. They ran into a storm called Eurachlodon. It was like a hurricane. It was like a typhoon. It was like a tornado. But it didn't last for a few hours. It lasted for 14 days. On and on, that ship is spinning like a top. Can you imagine the seasickness as a ship is spinning for two full weeks out in the open sea? There was such overcast that they couldn't see the sun or the moon or the stars. In those primitive days of, of shipmasters and sailors, it was so important because they navigated by the elements, but they couldn't see the elements. They're spinning like a top. And 14 days came, and the word starts spreading among the men. All hope, all hope that they should be saved was then taken away. Friends, you're talking about a pitiful group. There's 276 men on a ship that looks like it's going to be ripped apart and nobody's going to survive. But one of those 276 said, I'm going to practice social distancing. Can somebody say amen right there? I'm getting away from all this hopelessness. I'm getting away from all this loss of confidence in God. And I tell you what, friends, you hang around hopeless people, that stuff will get on you. So rather than hang around a bunch of hopeless sailors, you know what he did? The Bible said after long abstinence, he got away from that crowd, got alone with God, and the Bible said he prayed, and the Bible said that the Lord that he served, an angel appeared unto him and said, Hey, Paul, fear not. I'm so glad that in the midst of hopelessness and despair, there's nothing like a good fear not. There's nothing like a good fear not. There's nothing like a good fear not from the voice of the Lord. I mean, I'm tearing everything up up here. But I sure am enjoying it. Amen. Paul, after he got word from God, went out among those hopeless men. See, there's a time you got to get away from people. And then there's another time when you got to get right in the midst of them. When their hopelessness starts affecting you, you better get away from them. But when you get that fear not from God, you can jump right out in the middle of them and say, Hey, fellas, I just talked to God. God told me not to be afraid. God told me to tell y'all, be of good cheer. 
there's nobody going to die. We're going to lose the old ship. But hey, none of us are going to die. If you know the end of the story, they wound up on an island called Melita. Melita means a honey bucket. I'm going to tell you what's at the end of your despair. What's at the end of your hopelessness. If you'll just get along with God. Get a Holy Ghost fear not from heaven. You'll wind up in a honey bucket on the Isle of Melita. When it looks like all hope's gone, I'm so glad help is on the way. The devil wants to take away your faith. He knows if he does, he can shake you loose. He wants to take away your hope. He knows if he does, he can shake you loose. But y'all are ahead of me on my last point. Now abideth faith, hope, charity. The third chord is charity. These three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now let me try to define charity. Charity is benevolent love. Charity is love that gives, that expects nothing in return. That's what charity is. But can I make a country boy confession tonight? I'm just a country boy. I'm not an educated man. I've always wondered, why did God say charity was the greatest of the three? Now somebody in here is already thinking, well, preacher, that's not hard to understand because charity never faileth and, and it'll be charity forevermore in heaven. Well, That's a good point, but that's not applicable here because the Bible didn't say in heaven charity was the greatest. The Bible said now, right now. I mean this minute. Now I think I've described in in my feeble way how wonderful faith is and then how wonderful hope is. But how in the world could charity be any greater than faith? How could charity be any greater than hope? Benevolent love, love that gives, love that expects nothing in return. I went back to my old study. I said, Lord, surely I've missed something here. And when I went back to my old Strong's lexicon, I I saw something I didn't see as a kid preacher when I was studying about charity. And I'm so glad that I saw it. It's not only love that gives. Love that gives expecting nothing in return. But are you ready for what I miss for nearly 40 years? It's love that unites brethren. Love that unites brethren. You say, well preacher, how I still don't see how it's better than faith. How is it better than hope? Do you remember our first few words in Ecclesiastes 4 tonight? You probably could say them with me without looking. Two are better than one. Say it again. Two are better than one. Guess what, friends? I can have faith all by myself. 
Am I right? I can have hope all by myself. Woo! Glory to God. I'm getting ready to tell you something good. But I can't have charity all by myself. I've got to have a brother. I've got to have a sister. There's got to be two. That's why he said two are better than one. Satan is on a rampage to disrupt the unity at our churches. Ask Brother Sam. Ask Brother Daniel. Ask the pastor. There's so much you don't have a clue that's going on that Satan is trying to interrupt the unity at the house of God. But if we got charity, if we can take our brother by the hand and be united for God's glory, we'll never be shut loose. We'll never be shaken off. Some of you are battling today with unforgiveness. You're battling today with bitterness. You're battling today with something somebody said about you. You better get over that. You better just take your brother by the hand and say, I'm going on for God. Regardless of what's been said, regardless of what's been done, I'm a going on for God. A threefold cord. I challenge anybody after church, just come up and get my little rope. I want to watch you break it. I'd like to see you break this rope. A threefold cord. It's not quickly broken. Do you have that kind of faith? Do you have that kind of hope? Do you have charity? Do you love one another? Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one to another. We've made the criteria of Christianity a whole other thing. But there's something about a group of saints that love each other. They're unstoppable. They're unshakable. And there's nothing impossible when one brother takes another brother's hand and goes on for the glory of God. This church had a great year in 22, but I don't believe your greatest year is 22. I believe your greatest days are future. That's what I believe. I wouldn't even come if I didn't believe that. I've got faith. I got hope. And I got charity. I got a threefold cord. I got a rope. You just can't break it easily. As we stand tonight.